Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Wardell joined by Greg Crown. Gregory, happy holidays. Yeah, you too, buddy. Every everything's sort of a whirlwind. It's all come and gone and we're we're almost into 2021. I know. The reality of all of the stuff that I have to do early in 2021 is really starting to set in and become real and it's crazy for me. That is not fun. I, I don't know. Obviously, there's a lot of real life things going on, which is yeah. which is always interesting. So, well, I'm, uh, I'm concerned about luck. getting on a plane. I'm not feeling great about that, to be honest with you. Doesn't sound like the best idea, yeah. but you know. Well, I gave blood on Christmas Eve, and I'm hoping that that somehow magically it's going to come back that I had coronavirus at some point, so that I have the antibodies and I can worry about it a little bit less. Huh. But uh, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. Fortunately slash unfortunately, yeah, life goes that on. Is, I mean, the the good thing is, is if you did have it, then you're done. And well, you're that's and- that does not appear to be the case. Eh. It it seems like the antibodies from getting it uh, last about three months, give or take. Ugh. Well, yeah, that's that's not positive. It's not, and that's why we've seen people get it twice, but. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. We will, and I'm also no doctor, so we should point that out. Yeah. Uh, and I only talk about the re- the things that I see on CNN or whatever, wherever I get my, my news in any given day. But we shall see, Gregory. This, will, this is going to be another shorter episode, much like last week. Next week, we'll get back to a slightly more regular schedule. What being, I, what with it being 2021? Yeah, I know. It's 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 weird. It's kind of weird uh, having the shorter shows, but you know, holiday holiday weeks. I get it. And you, you do not seem well, my friend. I am battling a a cold or something, or really, in reality, what happens is I get really cool allergies. It's that really is cool. Fun. It's really fun. Um, and I have days like every every like two or three weeks where I just I can't stop sneezing, and I think mm-hmm. I've sneezed. Uh, like 150 to 200 times today, um, which is always fun. Always, Real. always a good time in my house. Real life stuff here in the holidays. I did see that the flu numbers are down dramatically this year. Largely, I would imagine because of people wearing masks. It's funny how think- we we don't transmit diseases frequently with the masks being worn. <laughs> And yeah. maybe Asian countries have uh, have something going in in terms of. Oh, well, I'm sick. The polite thing to do in our culture is to wear a mask when I go outside. Uh, I mean, what? there's no science that backs that, Chris. I don't believe you. <laughs> All right, we're not, gonna, we're not doing this right now. <laughs> We've got uh, a, lot of, a lot of good football stuff to talk about. I have Bavada Sportsbook open in front of me. And uh, what do you say we, we dig into the 17th and final week of the NFL regular season, Gregory? We... We're here. We've done it. I guess this is deemed a success. Like, is that how this works? We've made it. We had a game where a team played with no quarterback. We had another game where a team played with no wide receivers. Yes, uh, I saw that. 
we 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 forged our way ahead and and now we're here and we're on the precipice of the playoffs and and that's it. Yeah, and somebody in the AFC is going to be uh, left outside of the playoffs having won at least 10 games. That's crazy. I worry about your household. Me as well. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, it does seem like the Steelers won't be playing uh, Roethlisberger or a handful of other starters this week. They're being a little coy about that right now. And the Browns should get everybody back uh, who they did not have last week, though. Uh, Austin Hooper and uh, somebody else, Anderson Deho. No, sorry, uh, Harrison Bryant and Anderson Deho were placed on the COVID list today. We don't know whether that's close contacts. If it's close contacts, they may be able to play on Sunday. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We've got a lot to talk about before that. Let's start at the start of this weekend. The Atlanta Falcons travel to Tampa Bay to take on those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Bavada has the Buccaneers minus six and a half at home. So... Like, if I'm the Bucks, right, and the way you thrashed the Lions uh, mm. last weekend, I, I I don't know how you don't try to keep that rolling to keep the momentum going into the playoffs, at least for the first half. Atlanta is a team where if you let them hang around, sure, they'll eventually have some miserable way of missing a right. field goal to tie it or, or blowing it with a late interception or something like don't that. Don't forget the onside's kick against Dallas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they have found some of the most miraculous ways to lose these games. And if you're the Bucks, you 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 really got your mojo a little bit by just completely manhandling the Lions. I think mm-hmm. I think this is a game that they take very seriously early on. And plus, there's still seeding and things like that that can happen uh, in the NFC. So I figure, uh, why 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 wouldn't they do that? Now I may be completely wrong. Who knows? But I, I love I love the Bucks in this spot. Yeah, I'm not a thousand percent sure the Bucks are playing for anything. And that that might be the issue there. They're in that five spot right now. Uh, they'd be playing the Washington football team in the first round. They're going to play the winner of the. They're playing the winner of the NFC East right now, which will be yeah, the I Dallas Cowboys. I don't think they're playing for anything. And honestly, uh, you know, we know how things go with our Philadelphia Eagles. They lose when they should win. They win when they should lose, which means they'll win this weekend. But. This is the one game where I think the Eagles have a legitimate chance to jump up a spot in the draft standings because, you know, the Jaguars or um or the Texans are going to be have much tougher tasks than the Falcons playing a Bucks team who really doesn't need this game for anything. Yeah, I still there's just still something about the Falcons where you always think they should be good. They should yeah. be. They have the talent, but they are they are just snake bitten ever since 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl and losing that game, they have just been, the franchise has just been in shambles and it mm-hmm. continues to be that way. Yeah, like the, the game against the Chiefs was almost inexplicable. Like the Chiefs clearly are just like, whatever. They're, they're waiting for the playoffs, basically. Yeah. And you have a chance, you take a late lead, then you give it up, and then you have a chance to tie it. And a guy who's made 27 field goals in a row misses, like inexplicably. It's it's bizarre. It's weird. There's just something about that franchise now, and I don't trust them. Yeah, and the the Falcons are also a uh, a good story of taking the best guy available in the draft rather than drafting him for an immediate position of need, because you know they. I think there's a real argument to be made that Calvin Ridley's their best wide receiver, including Julio Jones at this point, and they just Ridley was just a guy who fell to them, and they thought he was too good to pass up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Calvin Ridley might be, you know, top three wide receiver in the league, if not top two. 
That he's, feels high. He's he's very very good. Well, if if you look at that, simply based on fantasy numbers, the guy's a freak. Yeah. Um, but he scores I, I a lot do, of touchdowns. He does, which which is really helpful in that situation. But I do I do think that he he's just been unbelievably undervalued by a lot of people for what he's doing because the team stinks, right? Yeah. So you get you get that situation where where you don't get enough praise because the team's really bad. Like that, there's only a select few guys who get that sort of love despite the team being terrible. And then typically, if your team's terrible, even though you're good, you kind of get you kind of get like shaded out of everything. It's it's like uh, like the Bengals were terrible, but Joe Burrow was very good. Mm-hmm. And now Brandon Allen's very good. Exactly, but because he was the number one overall pick, all the hype from last year, they're like Jerbo, uh, Joe Burrow is going to be the man, which very well could be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at the Vikings situation where Justin Jefferson has been, he's been unbelievable. Yeah. And, but that team is so, so bad that it's like, could he, uh, he still gets the love just because again, he, he scores big touchdowns. He, he's always got the ball when he, he makes plays every single time, but he gets it. But then a guy like Ridley, who also, when he gets the ball, it, he just there's something about it because he's not either one of the flashy rookies or that sort of mm-hmm. thing. I don't think he gets as much national attention, as much national love that he should. Well, and the Falcons suck, and he's playing second fiddle to Julio Jones in the eyes of the uh, casual fan, which is amazing. It's amazing to still think that. I mean, Julio's still very good. He just can't stay on the field. Let's play this game right now. Wide receivers that you would take over Calvin Ridley if you were, you know, the general manager of a team, not. A fantasy football owner. Sure. Stephon Diggs. Yes. New Hopkins. Yes. Devontae Adams. Yes. DK Metcalf. Mm, I'd probably go Ridley in that situation. Would you be surprised to know D- DK's got 80 catches to Ridley's 82? No. I, I, DK's had a phenomenal year. He's a phenomenal yeah. receiver as well. I, I think that. I think that as of now... Because I think DK still has a, the ability to get better, right? Right. Um, and Ridley I, is quietly about to be. Uh, well, he's just turned twenty six. Yeah. So I, I think, I think that at this exact moment, I would ride with Ridley because I think he's just more polished and more developed. But okay. I think in the long run, DK probably has a more productive career. All right, Tyree Kill. So Hill's weird because he seems like. And I don't want to say he's a one-trick pony because he's not just a deep ball guy. But there are times where Tyreek Hill can be taken out of a game. And mm. it's like like you see it. There are certain weeks where he doesn't seem to be on the field even though he is on the field. Like I, it's, I'd still probably take him just because of the speed factor. Okay. Um, but but he feels like he gets contained more often than Ridley does. That's fair. Justin Jefferson? No, I take Ridley. Allen Robinson. Ooh. Allen Robinson is really good. Robinson makes the worst quarterbacks look so good. Yes, um, and it make it makes you wonder. Yeah, it really does. If he if he ever had someone who could legitimately get him the ball consistently, how how good could Allen Robinson actually be? Oh, that's that's a really tough one. I probably I'd have to I, let, let, wow, I can't believe I'm going to I'm going to go Penn State. I'm going to go Allen Robinson. <laughs> Okay, uh, DJ Moore. Uh, no. no, Terry the Pan- McLaurin. The Panthers receivers are. Ugh, I, I can't take them. Terry okay. McLaurin. No, as well. like uh, we haven't. There's not enough on tape 
for me to like comparing the two together that would make me lean McLaren. McLaren's very good, but I think mm-hmm. Ridley's better. Amari Cooper. It's another tough one. It's because because again, there are times where Amari Cooper is phenomenal, and then there's times where he has one catch for nine yards, and you can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd probably take Ridley. I, I don't know. I think I think I'd have to take Ridley. Uh, Keaton Allen. <sighs> it's another guy with with, with QB. Then I guess Rivers was fine, but it, I don't know. It, Counting stats, Rivers was very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I the problem with Keenan Allen is, is I feel like he gets injured a lot, which I, I, maybe that's just recency bias. To this year, he's missed some games. Um, well, he only missed one game this year. Yeah, but I feel like every week it's like a game time decision kind of thing with him. I, um, and you're right. There is a giant amount of recency bias that goes into this because it's 14 games this year, 16, 16, 16. Uh, it wasn't. It hasn't been since 2016 that he was hurt and missed a substantial amount of games. Huh. Weird. Agreed. It's, it's serious reasons. And he's his, only geez. 28. I, mm, man, he's really good. He's really good. I might go Keenan Allen over Ridley in this situation. All right. Uh, we're sort of I, scraping I know, bottom. How Michael Thomas? Uh, Michael Thomas, the slant king. Um. I'd probably take Michael Thomas over Ridley, just just based off of what we saw last year. This year's a weird anomaly. Kind of throw it out. Um, my, I, I know who the next one you're going to say is, and it's Alshon I, Jeffrey. And absolutely yeah, not. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, cl- Alshon is clearly the number one receiver in the NFL. We've seen him reestablish himself as a deep threat over these past couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, and the rest of them. So we've got seven. The rest of them are, you know, guys like. Like Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans, Odell, Jarvis, Robert Woods, anybody else in uh, in that list who you're interested? In? I guess I guess Juju. Mike Evans would probably be the only guy that you named. Everybody else, everybody else feels like they could have big games, but it's not consistent enough. Like Juju's a guy who he can have a big game, but he's not he's not on a consistent enough level for. For me to be like, yeah. Plus, the Steelers spread the ball around so much that like, they don't have to have that one guy, right? Like they they have option after option all the time, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. How good that franchise is at developing wide receiver oh, talent it's and finding it. Um, I feel like every year a new one emerges, and you're just like, who is this? I don't two know. this year. Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. They've been they've both been absolutely phenomenal, and it, it's really kind of taken the pressure off Juju having to be like that big number one, like one, one wide yeah. receiver. He doesn't have to be that because of the talent right. that they have around him. They have like four twos. Exactly. Yeah. We can't even find a three in Philadelphia. Somebody's got to go spy gate the draft room of the Steelers next year. Yeah. There, there's a giant discrepancy in terms of his targets week to week. You get, the last the last handful counting down 13 6 7 10 9 5 13 doesn't make any sense riding the hot hand in Pittsburgh why not yeah, <laughs> if you're, if you're gonna they, they Ben does seem to get like fixated on a guy and it feels like every play he's going to him so I could see that it's comfortability level I guess whatever they're calling that's they're such a weird team to me because they looked so bad the last mm. few games. And then you see this Colts game and it just gets out of hand right away. And yet somehow they find a way and, and, and 
struggle and claw their way back to to eventually pulling that game out. It was yeah. it was bizarre. Bizarre indeed. Uh, bizarre weekend in the NFL, and I expect we're going to get another one this week. The Baltimore Ravens head to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals, and Bavada has those Bengals plus 13 at home. Ravens got a win. They were heavily favored against the Giants, handled that. I, 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 I have to think that they're going to cover this 13. I know the Bengals have been scrappy lately, beating Pittsburgh and then obviously the Texans, but the mm. Texans don't really count. They stink. Um, I think the Ravens are coming in in playoff mode. They're They're being doubted. They've been doubted all year. Um, you know, the, it's all about Lamar winning the big ones. And this is, even though the opponent's subpar, this is a big one. Win and you can get into the playoffs. That's, you got to give yourself every opportunity. I think the Ravens put it on them. How pissed off would you be if you're the Chiefs and you're looking at a first round, well, I guess a first game matchup, they'll have the bye in the first round against a really dangerous Ravens team? Oh yeah, you don't you don't want to play that Ravens team in the playoffs, especially with the way like I know the Chiefs the Chiefs are sort of riding on or resting on their laurels, right? Like For every sure. week, every week it feels like they're down late or the game's just way too tight, way tighter than it should be for the amount of talent that Chiefs team has. And and now you're looking at a situation where like if you do that with the Ravens, you could you could essentially find yourself in the same situation that the Ravens were put in last year by Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. And I know the Chiefs were like the kings of the comeback last year in the playoffs, erasing huge deficits almost immediately against the Texans. Uh, the Super Bowl obviously was a comeback. The Titans, they came back against them. Like, it's, to me, I, I don't see, like, I, I am afraid that they could get stuck in a situation where Baltimore has the ball, they're up by seven with, you know, eight minutes left and, and they just salt the game away with, mm-hmm. you know, with, with that running game and using Lamar's feet and going that way. Like it's a very real possibility that that can happen. And like, I know, I know that they can quick strike, you know, very, very quickly with all the talent that they have, but I, I do get nervous for them. It's justified. The uh, I'm nervous that we're going to have to watch this game. And it means something early on the Dallas Cowboys head to New York to take on the New York football giants and Bavada has those football giants plus three at home. Chris, we all know. We all know that Dallas is going to win this game. The Giants, if they've learned anything this year, is that Daniel Jones probably isn't the guy. Mm. He, he And I know, obviously, with no Saquon Barkley, there, there's, there's things to be worried about. But the NFL running backs almost appear to be a dime a dozen, you know. Um, yeah, I agree uh, with that, except for the elite guys. But do yeah, sure. and Saquon is one of those elite game changer kind of guys. I'll I'll give you that. It's it's my problem with picking them is they have looked so bad offensively. Yeah, and it's not like Dallas's defense is good. Like it, they they aren't. No, uh, they 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 did they basically bend. They basically did the bend, don't break situation against the Eagles. It's not even that it's bend, but don't break too badly. Right. Like they gave up early points and then the Eagles completely shut down. They were turning the ball over late, um, late in drives, not necessarily late in the game, but it also happened to coincide with being late in the game. Um, I just, I think that the Dallas offense has kind of figured it out. It helps when you play a team filled with fifth and sixth string defensive backs, but they just have so many weapons. Like they're, 
they're Michael Gallup scoring multiple touchdowns. Amari Cooper's beating guys so bad off of the off the line. It's like embarrassing. I, I I just Dallas is winning this game and Dallas is winning the division. I don't care about Alex Smith. I know we'll get <laughs> to it, but Dallas is going to the playoffs with Andy Dalton. All right. The New York Jets travel to New England to take on the New England Patriots. It's crazy to me that I'm about to say this, but Bavada has the Patriots minus three at home against is, the Jets. Is there ever a team that screwed up a season worse than the New York Jets? Like, I'm, I would argue the Patriots are in that that conversation. Well, that's also true. They 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 couldn't figure anything out with Cam. Cam can't throw. Like no. if you watch the Bills game, like they, 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 the best ball he threw hit his receiver in the helmet and he dropped it. It was an easy yeah. touchdown on the first drive. But outside of that, it was it was so bad. I wonder if we even see Cam. I wonder if we get Stidham for the game. I, um, how do you not play Stidham if you're the Patriots? Don't you want to know what he is? You have to because they've flirted with it so many times. He's come in as a backup. He's done this. He's done that. I don't I don't see how you can't at least give Stidham the opportunity because yeah. then you know more if you need to make a move in the offseason if you're looking, you know, well, he was your a- starter coming into the year. He was your future quarterback, and now all of a sudden he's not even going to play Week 17? Yeah, you, you have to do it. And and the Jets, I mean, the Jets are just going to jet. Like, I don't, I don't know. They they are. What a mess. You went from the number one overall pick, no wins, to back-to-back wins. And, and essentially, I mean, it's going to be uh, Justin Fields, I guess, if you really don't trust Sam Darnold. It seems like Zach Wilson has overtaken Justin Fields in uh, – in evaluators' minds, even better. Oh, jeez, I don't know. I like. I get. I get down on Philadelphia sports teams. Mm-hmm. I, I get angry at most of them most of the time. Minus like twice in my entire life where they won championships. For the most part, I'm, I get very upset with them. But if we had a team that consistently won like three games a season, I don't. I don't know what I would do. Like, I know they had the Sanchez years, back-to-back AFC championships. Mm. But, like, outside of that, like, as a Jets fan, like, what have you had to be happy about? Right. And they, they literally kept Adam Gase, I believe, to to keep the team down. And they managed to win these two games at the end and screw up the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. It's it's bizarre. It's a bizarre move. Like and I, and I know it's hard to tank because these guys are out there playing for contracts. They're out there right. doing all that. But like, oof, man! Like somebody, somebody fake a COVID positive. Uh-huh. Get like get me out of this. That's well, that's exactly the point. Teams tank, players don't. Yeah, it's it's just. Oh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what you do in this situation if you're if you're the Jets. Like, well, it doesn't matter at this point. You're locked into the second pick. Even if they win, like if they yep. win this game, okay, all right, it means well, nothing. Go out and win. I would take them plus three. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares is right. The Green Bay Packers head to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. Bavada has the Bears plus five and a half at home. The saddest news for the Bears is the fact that the the Packers still haven't clinched the one seed. Right. Like, there's still a scenario where, like, if Seattle... And they, if, if even if they if they lose and Seattle and New Orleans both win, Seattle somehow gets in. Yep. Like it's 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 very weird. So I think, I mean, the Packers were all business Sunday night against the Titans. Like they they came out guns a blazing, and then when it did get close, they made sure it stayed not close. Uh, right. Roger Rogers, I think, is the MVP. I think there's he's there's really, so good. There's no debate on it. He. 
Dude, it's snowing. It's actively snowing. There's snow on the ground, and he's making throws that just look effortless. Like, yeah. it's it's crazy. I, I don't know. And, like, if you're the Bears, like, I know you have the defense. I know you, you know, you've been scoring. You've been scoring like crazy these past weeks. You've been playing bad teams. I, to me, I don't see a way where the Packers don't win this game. Covering feels like a Rodgers a Rogers spite game. He just mm. wants to, to really stick it to them. Now, the Bears still have a chance despite, you know, despite losing this game. But I'm sure we'll talk about that, that illustrious game that, that uh, involves Ugh. two West, West Coast teams. Yeah. Well, Rodgers is really interesting, right? The dichotomy of the 2017 MVP candidates. You have Rodgers and Carson Wentz, two quarterbacks playing out of their mind in 2017. One of them, well, one of them ends up getting hurt that year. Both of their teams drafted quarterbacks in the first two rounds this year. Rodgers responds by getting pissed off and being as laser focused as he's ever been in his life. And Wentz can't seem to get over the fact that they drafted a replacement and just couldn't not let it bother him. Now one of them's going to lose their job and one of them's going to be MVP. It becomes a, it becomes a test of mental fortitude. Yeah, and. Like we talked about being down on the team teams before two years ago or a year ago, I sat in my bedroom screaming about Carson Wentz needs to be traded because we need to take this team in a different direction because he can't handle the pressure of the city that that still has the Nick Foles thing. And then the Eagles played right into that by drafting a quarterback in the second round because that that makes sense. Um, But there's always there's always going to be that thing hanging over Wentz. The best thing for him as a player is is to move on. And yeah. I know and that may not make the Eagles better. Jalen Hurts may not be the answer. And I know me and you discussed the numbers of the past couple of games and how good he's been. And I agree. Jalen Hurts has been very, very good. And I think that has to be the way the Eagles eventually go. Like, there's no way. You, you watch that 81-yard pass to Deshaun Jackson, and you, like – there's no way you can roll Carson Wentz out there week one as a franchise next year. You just can't. There's too much I, tape now on Jalen Hurts. I agree. Yeah. Hurts, Hurts looks a lot like Prescott to me. I, I can see it. I can see it. He makes plays with his feet. He can throw. He's accurate, which helps, you know. Um, it's it's He's a guy like when – I, when I think about drafting quarterbacks, I think about drafting guys who were just winners in college. Yeah, you had that in Wentz, but like, whatever for whatever reasoning it is, your backup wins a title. You're still sort of nursing other injuries or coming back and getting comfortable. Like, but Hertz is a guy that won everywhere. He won at Alabama, even though he got replaced. Then he did the replacing and he won yep. uh, an SEC title. Uh, then you talk about you know going to Oklahoma. He's a finalist for the Heisman. Like, I mean, it's. He's a guy who I don't I don't know how you could go, like I don't know how you could step away from after seeing these games. It's not like we saw one game. It's not a week seventeen tape. Maybe he got lucky. He's he's playing legitimate teams. You know, you talk about beating New Orleans. You talk about the other games that he started, and he looks good. He's putting up numbers. Like I I can't argue with that. And I don't know how this this fan base might implode if we look at week one next year. And the stadiums are seventy five percent filled with people who are you know, and and Carson Wentz is your starter. It's not gonna. Yeah. It's especially after Sunday night when he beats the the Washington football team. And, All right. And well, that well, is it, that's the and, final game of our week. 
<laughs> well, just real quick, back to the Rogers thing. Yeah, that's that's Rogers' character. That's oh, yeah. been his character and his mo since he came into the league. And you could say whatever you want about his off the field issues. He might be a weird guy. That that is what it is, and it's nothing nefarious. It's just the weird stuff with his family. Yeah, Rogers is the fiercest competitor you're going to find when you talk about the NFL. He's the top one percent of all of them. He wants to win, and when you challenge him, he makes you pay for it. The organization right. made a decision to draft Jordan Love, and he came back with, oh, I'm just going to win the MVP this year, like effort- yeah. effortlessly. I'm going to make Devontae Adams the best receiver in the NFL. Like, this, yeah. it, not, that takes, that, that's, that's discrediting a lot of Devontae Adams. He's also very, very skilled and very talented. But the way Rodgers is able to get him the ball makes him the most dangerous receiver at all times on the field. It is. Oh, yeah. It's amazing to watch, and and that's 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 got to be your attitude as a starting quarterback. When everything is pointed against you, you have to be able to step up and take control of every game and every situation. Yeah, Rodgers has that. Oh, you're going to challenge me? Well, fuck you. Watch this. Pretty much. And he's Pretty it is much. it's that that Kobe Jordan thing where I genuinely think that he hates losing and hates the idea of not being the best more than he cares about winning, and that's just what makes him so great. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I could, I, it's amazing how, how good and talented he is. Well, from good and talented to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who travel to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts, Bavada has those Colts minus 14 at home. I mean, the Colts, as disheartening of a loss as, as that was on Sunday, may have played themselves out of the playoffs even with a victory here. Yeah. Like, it's it's a shame because I think Phillip Rivers and that team had a really good season. I think they beat the Jaguars convincingly, especially if James Rob- uh, James Robinson stays on the, the injured list. I think I think that they're, they're really good. They have a bright future. I think if you can figure out a, a way to upgrade the quarterback, because I don't know if Phil Rivers comes back depending on what – goes on there i think it might be carson wentz honestly well we'll see what happens that team is built is built to win now so a move like that wouldn't be surprising and like i i i want the colts to win and get into the playoffs because i need philip rivers in the playoffs one more time (laughs) i just do hey these it's it's the flair for the dramatic that he always seems to bring to every game he's involved in that uh i have to have it well, my favorite, you know, I've said this a million times, my favorite Philip Rivers tidbit is that uh, I, let's, we'll say our buddy Sean was his captain at NC State. So we, <laughs> we've got we've got direct ties. We are one, le- one level removed from Philip Rivers. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <sighs> Two degrees of Philip Rivers. Apparently. The Las Vegas Raiders traveled to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. And Bavada has the Broncos plus two and a half at home. I mean, Drew Locke has to be fighting for his job at this point, right? Like, it's, there's yeah, it's hard to tell. I, I, John Elway is just the most like it, it does. It's bizarre. They just cycle through quarterbacks like crazy. They just I don't I don't know. They never pick the right guy. Also, no, that's the problem. Wasn't Rippin supposed to start this past weekend? When they when they cut to the Broncos game on Red Zone, I was like, "Why is Drew Locke in the game? Did I I'm, did I miss it? Did he get hurt?" Like, I, I am not. I can't tell you that I know the answer to this. Very bizarre. Also, the Raiders, the Raiders losing the game to Miami is just one of the, one of the biggest blunders for the ages. Like that 
First of all, Fitzpatrick being able to throw that ball and accurately get it there while his head was actively being ripped off <laughs> is one of the most impressive things I think I've ever seen. But the Raiders just continue to shoot themselves in the foot. That, remember when they beat the Chiefs? Yep. And then they lose four out of five to close the season? It's like, uh, it's, it's just so bad. It's, it's so bad. What do you do? You can't move on from Gruden. You have too much money invested in him. Oh, no. He's, what, year two or three of this contract? Yeah. So he's got either seven years and 70 left or eight years and 80 left on that fully guaranteed contract. They're going nowhere from Gruden. You just kind of blame the defensive coordinator and say our defense is the reason we were bad, which is probably true. I mean, that offense had a ton of weapons. Where is Josh Jacobs going? Is he hurt? Like, he, he barely played in the second half of that game against Miami. It is, it is, it's just kind of a nightmare. They have to bring Aguilar back, which is amazing for anyone to say that ever. But the guy looks like a brand new receiver out, out in Vegas. It's crazy. The, their go-to guy, Nelson Yeah. I, it really, like, we laugh, but until Ruggs can establish himself as a reliable target, I don't know what else you do outside of Waller and Aguilar. I mean, Hunter Renfrew well, is fine. Waller's enough by himself. It is true that that guy is an absolute beast. When he when he's dialed in, there's like uh, there's nobody that can cover him. Yeah, your the Josh Jacobs things is, was interesting. I, I never liked him quite as uh, as much as other people. Thought he played over his head last year, four point eight a carry, and now you know down to three point eight a carry. Though he has scored ten touchdowns in fourteen games and uh, catching the ball okay, about catching about seventy five percent of his targets. So. I don't know. I I just I don't I never thought he was special. I was never enamored by him, like just in general. But it always seems like that every every couple of Sundays you're like, oh, Josh Jacobs is like 170 yards and two touchdowns. Like what happened? Yeah. I don't know. I agree with you though. I don't think he is. I don't think he can play at that level consistently enough to warrant like a big contract or something like that. Well, now it's every couple of weeks you look and he's got 17 yards rushing. That's a problem in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. The uh, New Orleans Saints head to Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers, and Bavada has the Panthers plus six and a half at home. I mean, the Panthers just play; they they play everybody close, like every except for like, the 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 football team game where they just came out and trounced them early and held on as the game went on, and and yeah. Kyle or what? The, whatever. Luke Heinke, Tom Heinke. I don't even know. Taylor. Who, Taylor. There it is. Taylor Heinke uh, tried to tried to will them back in to an NFC East win, like um, only Taylor Heinke can do. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think the Saints. The Saints last week just figured it out. I mean they they got the ball to the guy who can get in the end zone consistently, and that's Alvin Kamara. I mean that was. Just insane. Probably would have had seven touchdowns if they don't run that Taysom Hill play. Uh, I mean, it was it was one of the most impressive performances I've seen. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I still think division game Carolina's weird. They'll play it close. Obviously, I don't think McCaffrey's going to play, but Davis has been reliable enough as the backup for them. I think I think. I think they play it close and we see them sort of dovetail into next year as one of those under the radar teams to be, to be pretty good with a, a healthy Christian McCaffrey. Oh, and they're, I think they're going to have to address the quarterback position. I don't know that Bridgewater is the guy. He's a good story, but I don't know that he's the guy to take them to the next level. No, we will see. Uh, it's, they have pieces for sure. 
The Seattle Seahawks head to uh, San Francisco or Arizona to take on the San Francisco 49ers. And Bavada has the 49ers plus five and a half at quote unquote home. Who's starting for them? Is it Bethard? Is it, I would assume it's still Bethard, right? Is it Josh Rosen? Like, I don't know. That would be amazing. I, <sighs> I would tune in to watch Josh Rosen play. Uh, <laughs> well, they didn't act. Was Garoppolo activated? Let's find out. You, you can't. You, you, you talk about it and I will. Uh, you can't run Garoppolo out there. I know they did it. They're playing Kittle. Kittle. I, I know. I know they are. But it, I would it, be much worried about you know ruining Kittle than I would Garoppolo. Yeah, I hear you. I, I don't know. That it was such a bizarre. I mean, like, I get it. Guys want to play, and we look. You know, oh, we want to remind people that we'll be back next year. Like, yeah, but if you tear your ACL on a third and seventeen in a meaningless game in week sixteen, you're not going to be there next year. So it's it's. A, I, I understand why, as a player, you want to play, but as a franchise, you have to sort of override some of that. Um, it does look like Bethard to me right now, yeah, but Bethard was, they won't have Ayuk. They won't have Trent Williams yeah, and so just, on and so on. They'll just run the ball a million times like they always do. And and Seattle's defense is shaky at best. Their offense. Jamal Adams said they have the best defense in the NFL. Would you say Jamal, Jamal Adams is lying? I wouldn't say lying, but I would say incorrect. Um, they, they like they they just they're so up and down. They're they're completely unreliable at this point. You never know when you're going to get a game where they win like by four points on a last minute drive against Washington mm-hmm. to 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 this where like even this weekend against the Rams it's like they they didn't, they weren't overly impressive like I don't know it's to me that team is such a question mark and the fact that they have a shot at the number 1 seed is very interesting absolutely the Tennessee Titans travel to Houston to take on the nothing to lose Houston Texans. Bavada has those Texans plus seven and a half at home. I mean, Tennessee's got to have to steamroll them to build momentum in the playoffs. Like they just have to. Also, they probably need to win to make sure they get into the playoffs. I think that yeah, that element is in yeah. play. I, I think I think you end up seeing the Derrick Henry show in this game. Worst rushing de- uh, defense in the league. Held by the Houston Texans, I think we see Derrick Henry and a lot of Derrick Henry, and it's not it's not going to be pretty for uh, for Houston. Yeah, big Even- line, and uh, this is the biggest, the highest over under of the week uh, at fifty six and a half. I mean. The Texans can score. They absolutely can. Even with even with literally no one outside of Brandon Cooks. I mean, Kiki's fine, but other than that, I have no idea who their receivers are. Some guy named Hanson caught a touchdown like two weeks ago. They don't have Kenny Stills anymore. They released him. Like it's it's bare bones season for the Texans, and yet they still manage to keep scoring. And Deshaun Watson still manages to keep throwing touchdown passes. Watson's playing incredible. Yeah, I mean, imagine if he just had some sort of weapon, like a really, really top tier wide receiver. No, that that seems that seems unreasonable. I can't even imagine him playing with an elite wide receiver. How would that even work? Uh, Well, you know what you would do? You would win multiple divisions in a row. That's what you would do. But you really want to look. I mean, you understand value in the NFL, and if if you have to trade that guy to get an over the hill broken down running back, then you do it. 1,000%. 1,000%. And don't forget, <laughs> second round pick. Don't forget that. And then then you get fired. But <laughs> Very, very quickly. <laughs> the uh, final game of the week, the entire NFL season, has led up to this moment in Philadelphia. 
The Washington football team takes on the Philadelphia Eagles, and Bavada has the Eagles plus two at home. Game 256. Game 256, you're favored, you're eliminated. You have no reason to want to win this game. You should just lose and go silently into the offseason pretending like your season mattered, when in reality it was a complete and utter failure and a joke. Uh, the the coaching staff has no idea what they're doing. The fact that you went into a season with no offensive coordinator makes little to no sense. Yeah, it's 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 been proven time and time again that we are completely lost. We draft inexplicably bad players. I, I don't get it. I, ha, when they showed the stat for Michael Jaquette, and I, I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for him because he's been getting roasted, and it is what it is. Both it on and off the field. Yeah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't. It, it's not his. Yeah, well, it's his fault, but it's not all his fault. Well, He's it's like Juan Castillo as defensive coordinator. Of course, you're going to take the opportunity if it's given to you. It's somebody else's job to make sure that you're not put in that position. Exactly, and he's put in a terrible position against a trio of receivers that are so good, and he gives up like the second most yards or the most yards all season by one corner, and you're just like. Buddy, what are we doing? You watch, you watch guys that we let walk for nothing. Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas, guys who are productive elsewhere. What is it? Yeah. They were terrible here, but they go other places and they've been good. Now, don't get me wrong. Rasul Douglas has had his moments in Carolina where you hear his name getting called as he's falling down and being beaten for touchdowns. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's better than what we got going there. I don't know what we look at in these situations. That's why... All year, me and you have talked about draft picks, and, and they should just lose and get the higher draft pick. But they're not going to get it right. That's the problem. You can have as many high draft picks as you want. If you don't get it right, it doesn't matter. And this front office continues to not get it right. I, 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 do, not, I do not blame Jalen Rager for the season that he had. There was an injury. There was quarterback issues left and right. When you watch other rookie receivers making se- like serious impacts, and then you see what Rager's done, you have to scratch your head. And I know sure. it's not fair to judge that guy. I also think it's insanely weird that he didn't return one punt since running that one back for a touchdown. <laughs> well, he did, he did also fumble it. Uh, true. I'll give you that. But, but like... What 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 do we look at as a coaching staff, as a front office? And I know they don't get along, and it's obvious. Like yeah. even the quotes in the media, they don't like each other. Uh, how 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 can we be in a worse situation than a team that released their number one starting quarterback, their first round draft pick of a year ago, this week, and they have a chance to win and get into the playoffs, and we're going to the golf course? Well. How for the, re- for the record, I'll make this prediction right now that uh, Doug and Howie are back, and the only fundamental change is that he's forced to hire an offensive coordinator who he ignores next year. And Ugh. in the draft, we must end up with one of Micah Parsons, Jamar Chase, or Devontae Smith. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong by anything. I mean, I saw a list today about the ten people who or ten players who most likely won't be here next year. And boy, it was like the ha- I was every it's name. It's everybody. I was, I, every name I was popping champagne bottles. Goodbye. Well, see ya. I mean, there's a couple on that list that are. It's going to be some really tough decisions are going to be have to be made in Philadelphia because of the cap situation right now, and it's going to be difficult to see a guy like Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham playing for somebody else. Those guys weren't on the list that I saw. Well, they probably are going, but yeah. they weren't on that list. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's uh, I don't I don't want to see those guys playing for other people, but I understand the uh, the realities of the financial situation that faces the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Listen, Howie's a restructured king. He'll figure it out. Well, he's, he's that that's what got us into this situation. Now, I don't blame him. He could have never seen a coronavirus coming, but that that restructuring and pushing money into the future is exactly what got us into this problem right now. And the Carson Wentz deals nightmare, but. We're going to have a lot of time to uh, pontificate on the uh, the future of the Philadelphia Eagles after this weekend because this will be the final game uh, anyway for the uh, for the Eagles this season. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that. They cover minus two. It stinks. They cover it. So you are, so it's one point game or they win. Oh no, they win, buddy. They uh, win. They win like by like a touchdown. Easy. And the draft range for the Eagles right now, by the way, is anywhere from three to ten. So you know it's going to be ten. Of course, uh, of course it is. Two other things uh, before we get out of here, because we've got two monstrously big college football games coming up. Well, a lot of big college football games, but a couple of playoff games coming up. Notre Dame uh, and Alabama, number four versus number one. Alabama is minus 20 at Bavada. Alabama might win by 100. <laughs> Notre Dame is the most overrated and don't get me wrong, I like Ian Book. I think he's a fine quarterback. I know Brian Kelly's a great coach, but let's and a, and a be, shitty person, absolutely, <laughs> uh, like n- unquestionably shitty person. Let is let's not kid ourselves. What we saw from Notre Dame in the ACC championship game is what happens when Notre Dame goes up against good teams. Mm-hmm. They they can beat up on the independents. The the you know they can beat up on the the. the Bad, bad teams in the ACC. Uh, they can they can beat a down USC team, but Notre Dame, when they get into a big spot, they do not deliver ever. It's actually it's actually amazing if we're being perfectly honest. When they get into these, I can remember games going as far back as when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. They're playing in these BCS games thirty six years ago. Dude, here, 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 here it is. These are my favorite, and this is from two years ago. They <laughs> had all their B, their, their in Notre Dame's record in the BCS or New Year Six Bowls. 2001, Oregon State lost 41 to nine. 2005, this is the high school game I'm talking about. Ohio State 34 to 20. 2006, LSU 41 to 14. 2012, Alabama 42 to 14. 2015 Ohio State 44 to 28 and then Saturday against Clemson which was last year they lost 30 to 3 or 2 years ago when they were in the playoff. They are going to get absolutely manhandled by Alabama. I don't care if the spread was 40, I would take Alabama in this game. So you like Notre Dame. I just I dislike them as a program. There's something about it there's a a pompousness, uh, the arrogance that we always matter. No, you mattered. You mattered in the 70s and 80s and, and the early 90s because you had a national TV deal. And that's how you got big recruits because you could use that and yeah. be like, you want to be on TV every week? Come play at Notre Dame. And you got the best players. Now, everybody's on TV every week. I can watch Georgia Southern play Appalachian State. at. I can watch it live whenever I want. You don't have the advantage. You don't get the best players. Your program is highly overrated every single year. You act like you were not watching Georgia Southern take on Appalachian State. I've watched. I watch every game. I I watch every game as much as possible. <laughs> You're a sick bastard. The, I really am. A much better game. Ohio State number three takes on the number two ranked Clemson Tigers. Bavada has Clemson minus seven and a half. Well, this is where we find out if Ohio State deserved to actually be in the playoff. This yeah. is where we see if 
Justin Fields is everything that we think he is, they are going to get tested in this Clemson game. There's no doubt about it. Clemson is out for out for blood, I guess, in, in a revenge tour. It, you know, they, they lose the national championship game last year to LSU after trying to go back-to-back. I, I think that there is a chance that, that Clemson comes out and steamrolls Ohio State. Ohio State struggled so mightily with Northwestern. Uh, I know they ended up winning by 12 in the Big Ten title game, but mm. this it, this feels like a team that got in based off name recognition and preseason ranking and not based off of accomplishments on the field. And I know you have the arguments from the, the Texas A&M squad, but I don't know if Texas A&M matches up any better with Clemson than Ohio State does. So uh, I just, to me, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how Ohio State wins this game. I think Clemson is too pedigreed. They're in Clemson is in Alabama mode. They get all the best players because they've been successful recently, mm-hmm. and they they make it happen. Oh, also having arguably the Heisman Trophy winner for this year, uh, Trevor Lawrence probably helps. So, a guy who's been there before, who's won a national title. I, I don't think I don't. I, I just I don't see a way of Ohio State winning. Fair enough. It's uh, and and this is also going to be Justin Fields kind of proving, trying to play to prove that he's worth that number two pick in the draft, rather than uh, than not showing up to the biggest games. So yeah, this will be a lot of fun. This is going to be a really fun weekend of football in general. It's going to be really disappointing when the Eagles beat the Redskins, but <laughs> here we yes, are. Yes, it is. Well, uh, we, we promised a shorter show, and uh, we did not deliver. And all literally all we did really was talk about picks and Calvin Ridley. So. We are. I, I called you a sick bastard. Apparently, we are sick bastards. Well, that, that's the pro. It's football. Football's starting to wind down, and it's it's easily the, the one of the most fun sports to talk about, if not the most fun sport. So eh, we we get we go a little long by accident. Give it a little <laughs> a little more a little more sizzle for uh, for the steak or yeah, steak well, for the sizzle, whatever. I think it's sizzle for the steak, uh, but steak for the sizzle really doesn't make much sense. But um. Anyway, does that really neither one makes a ton of sense when you think about it? <laughs> no, but we're in a much better position right now than we were, say, uh, six months ago when we were watching cornhole on TV, and that was the big thing, or the kaboom here, the kaboom heroes. I was the, so the, in on Korean baseball. I was not ever. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy sports are somewhat back in a weird capacity. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch the Sixers game. I'm recording. Are you? I'm proud of you. Are you recording the Sixers game? Yeah, at least where wherever we cut off, I stopped and just recorded it, and I was like, I we'll go back and I'll, I'll I won't check the score. I'll just start it from that spot. Proud of you. That that's not a Greg Crone move. No, typically I'd be like, all right, what's the score? How did we get here? Yeah. And eh, well, we'll, when you lose by 120 to the Cavs, I have to see what you're gonna do in the next in the next game. I have to see it live. I can't just look at a box score. The undefeated world-beating Cleveland Cavaliers. But but that is that is all for this week's episode. Is- for Craig Crone, I'm Chris Horvath. I'll stop talking, and we will see you next week.